but it's knocked away. Picked up here, though, by Giroux. Shots go! Welcome to the Pigeon Coop, Flyers hockey, Flyers hockey, and NHL culture. Advice for fans, hot takes, and all the internet's hockey content in between. Off this tie-up. Let's get flying. What's up, pigeons? Uh, me. Again. Still, Again. still going hard since last week. It's Literally. been even harder. Days. They usually tell you to you know call why? a doctor after that. Carter. <laughs> Carter Harder? Oh, you know, I don't appreciate the fact that you read my mind there. It's so, just such a meatball. So, yeah, we got to talk about it, though. Like, just say. We do got to talk about it. We got to talk about a lot. So, and, <laughs> go ahead. So, where do we start? Where do we start? Well, first, let's start with we're we're recording this right before game five. Game, game five. Right. Losing track of game numbers. Um, we're waiting on a result. We don't know what's going to happen yet, but we do want to talk about the rest of the series that's led up to this moment so far. So, let's start with the bright spot, Carter Hart. The youngest goaltender to not only record a playoff shutout, but to record shutouts in back-to-back games. So he's the youngest Flyers goaltender to ever post a postseason shutout. Yes. What and I? the second youngest in NHL history there to get the back-to-backs, just to clarify those stats to be exact. And he's also the first goaltender to have cons- or more than one postseason shutout since 2010. Wow, really? 2010. Michael Layton. <laughs> Michael Layton was the last Flyers goaltender to have. Oh, you okay, said Flyers, yeah, not okay. NHL goaltender. No, Flyers. That makes way then, more sense. Yeah, then, I, w- uh, I was very confused. The Ten la- years the, without two shutouts. The mm. one before that was Bernie Perron. So those so. two th- those two goaltenders have something in common. Not that I'm going to say it. Uh, Elaine Vigneault and his first year coaching teams has something in common as well. Listen. There we go. I make but predictions let's, about let's other not, teams. Let's not say. Let's not say. Let's exactly. not. We I don't a game have any. Coming up. I don't, don't have any wood to knock on. Do anything. I thought you did. <laughs> 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 this has been a series so far of goaltenders. Well. Well. <laughs> most. Most three. Of it. Three out of four for, for games. Of three out of four games have been a pretty good goaltending battle with one and two goals apiece. Game two, we're just gonna. Well, even that, yeah, that's o- true. Only half a goaltender. Only, only half. Only a, one goaltender was good. <laughs> the other so, one, the other one had a rough night. So game two, and then subsequently three and four have kind of given me a theory, um, based on like Carter's playoff performance so far, including the round robin. Mm-hmm. So he had a perfect one point zero zero goals against average until game two. <laughs> yes. Correct. And now he's had two shutouts in a row. So. My theory is that we might get, you know, another spectacular performance by Carter Hart that brings that average down to a 1.00 again. Just even Can it out. The team the owes math. him. Can you do that quick math? How what 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 his goals against tonight would have to be to get him back to one? Because I think it's negative. <laughs> I was just like negative three. <laughs> would it be exactly zero? Yeah, he has seven goals against and six games started. Oh boy! So there is a chance of that. 
but we're not gonna dig too Wait, deep. Seven goals that. against. Seven goals against. Oh, we're counting the the all of it total. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that those round robin games count as points yeah. and things. Because the other interesting stat that I sent you guys was that the Flyers are the first team in NHL history to be leading a series after four games, three to one, while being outscored six to five. And prior to that, they were the only team in NHL history to lead a, ga- a series after three games, two to one, but one being outscored, whatever, three to five. That sounds like a very cherry-picked baseball six. stat. I, 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 I mean, say. sure, it's impressive. We're getting outscored and dominating no, no, the series. I, I hate it. But that's, that's my point. I hate that stat. That's why I sent it to you with that sarcastic. <laughs> Look at this wonderful stat. I hate I it. I missed the sarcasm in that. Well, I guess, maybe well, I didn't. You know, things need a, well, a sarcasm font. I don't think you should hate it because that just means we have a really fucking good goalie. That's that's fantastic. But what and, my, my point is, I just hate that we're not scoring enough. I got to celebrate that the team is playing fantastic defense around him. Yeah, They've they, been giving him real. so much support. They have finally figured out how to play against Montreal's like fast. So that <laughs> was one of the things that I was kind of annoyed about watching the first two games. I was going completely on eye test and they looked shitty Mm. the passes sucked Mm. they couldn't get out of their own zone Mm. it was just (laughs) it looked it looked horrible and it was worrying and then you know i had to delve back into some some statistics to like fix my brain or whatever or make sense of whatever was happening and kind of ease my mind and games three game one Game four, they were doing better defensively, controlling the puck better, and just their structure keeping Montreal out and just, like, making the shots bad was a lot better. The prototypical uh, defend-the-house style. Yeah, which still was irritating to watch because they did get trapped in their own zone a bunch. Yeah, and there are times that that style of hockey can be boring. kick you right in the nuts. But... You know, and, and hockey's not boring. Given that defend the house style, we really have to commend a lot of our guys for laying their lives down in front of <laughs> Shea Weber yeah. cannons. Listen, let, let me let me start start this right like, now by I, saying I, know I thought we Bobby Haig died. Bobby to Bobby Haig, but I mean he took a, a fucking Shea Weber shot to the back of the head. Listen, much smarter people than me have gone on <laughs> and done the. Uh, what the fu- the rationalization for Haig being in the lineup, and as much as it pains me, uh, it also is the way of hockey that sometimes having a loaded team doesn't help. I also think that a lot of it for the the reason that I rationalize and and say that he should be in the lineup for the rest of the series, whether it be one, two, or three more games, whatever the case comes out to be, uh, is the body. He's 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 a hits guy, and that's that's what we need. We need somebody who's going to throw the body and kind of th- slow them the fuck down. That is where we've had the most success. Is that that's grindy, grindy like you hockey. have to grind them down a little bit. You have to slow them down because if they get if they get them fucking legs moving, they're too quick. No, the, Which is the so, older guys can't keep up with them. It just doesn't look good. So my mindset about like shit like that is that they're not hits <clears throat> and block shots as a statistic are not good. Per se, they are necessary evils <laughs> for when you can't really keep up. So if you have a team like Montreal that is wildly outskating your fourth line, 
the best shot is to make sure that these guys can get in front of bodies mm-hmm. and take them off the puck. Yes. So whatever necessary evil, I'm glad it's working. Yeah. That's the key. As long as it's working, we'll be somewhat okay with it. I yeah. just I don't understand how the Canadians can get their breakout passes so quick. And I understand our forecheck has backed off a little bit um, yeah. because we don't want to get caught. But, like, they were getting passes out so fast that we were getting caught when we previously had probably the best forecheck in the league, like the most pesty and aggressive, forcing turnovers, like... And they completely neutralize that, and I think it has to do with Shea Weber playing like forty minutes a night. Which also, <laughs> which I also think has to do with the downturn in statistics for the second line, because that's that they'll forecheck you to your dead line, and they can't do that and be effective. So it's you know that's why they're Scott Lawton's you know not scoring anymore. And now what I do like to see is that people have been talking about <laughs> how. Uh, Weber seemingly shut Couturier down, but yeah. it's actually more the opposite, and it's kind of to Coots's benefit because the Coots line has been out chancing uh, like the Weber pair by a lot, by a big margin, mm-hmm. uh, something like twelve to five or something, like ten to five or twelve Damn. to five, like with high danger chances. Um, like we're getting better opportunities. It's just we're running into you know <laughs> Carey Price's goaltending. <laughs> Yeah, um, which unless you get like a miracle break like Phil Myers got la- last night, um, is hard to do. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get past that. But we're actually outplaying Weber. It's just he's so good that you right. know it's it's an even matchup. It's not like when Couturier owns Malkin and you know we <laughs> we rain down hell on the Penguins. Yeah, it's it it's you know like two defensive greats going at it. Which is insane to think about because Shea Weber is like 65 years old. Yeah, exactly. He, he did was... not age as badly as his contract. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which is funny that you brought that up because I was literally about to say, by this point in his career, he would be, what, halfway through that contract with us? <laughs> and, you know, but if he would have signed here, things would be a lot different. Yeah, uh, well... Who knows? We, w- we would have had that replacement for Pronger that Homer wanted. Yeah, but we w- we would not have had Luke Shen. But yeah, <laughs> we w- that's, we w- that's a definite. We positive. would have kept JVR in his prime. That's an, that's another potential positive. We don't know that his prime would have been good here, but that's you know that's up for debate. But definitely the Luke Shen is is a check in the positive. Column. I would but have to get a headache every time someone tweets about Robert Hay. <clears throat> But I will admit, we wouldn't have a lot of my current favorite favorite players. That's what I'm thinking about it. They wouldn't have put such a, a focus on replenishing defense if we still had Shea Weber. And God, our defense makes me cream. <laughs> <clears throat> the depth of it. <laughs> and just everything in general about it. The Except depth, the warmth. Justin Braun. The slickness of Provorov's hair. <laughs> Greasiness, the beauty. So, okay, you got uh, a whole list here. While while we're talking about uh, talking about the playoffs and everything, should we do a uh, like a brief recap of where we are in terms of the playoff bracket? Yeah, where are we? So we're we're on the tail end of round one here. All the <clears throat> all of the series are in their fourth, fifth, sixth ish games, right in that. Except for two. Except for two of them. Yeah. But. Um, we're down to 14 teams left, as I last checked. 
I don't know if anything's changed since I stopped checking my phone an hour ago. But from what I understand, the only the only teams that have been eliminated thus far are the Chicago Blackhawks. Kind of sad about that. I wanted a 2010, uh, <laughs> 2010 grudge match. Especially because they're much worse this yeah, year. Thank God they don't have Dustin Bufflin playing forward <laughs> in um, his prime. <laughs> the, the Avalanche are currently in their first intermission of their game, but they're up 3 nothing. so it looks like they're going to finish off the Coyotes. Oof. Um, that one I'm a little upset about. And yeah, I got a soft spot for the Coyotes, even though they're scum. Um, <laughs> I kind of like them just because they're small market hockey, and you yeah. got to support that. And yeah. the Kachina jerseys? The Kachina jerseys are all are where it's at. Um, other than that, we're re- reaching the end of the game with uh, the Bruins and the Hurricanes. It looks like Boston's going to finish that one off. They're up 2-1. That one I'm legitimately upset about. I mean, I'm less upset about it than you are just because I would prefer Boston as a later-round opponent. Yeah, I think Carolina. I think we're in Boston's head. I think the Canes are an even match for us. That's also they, true. They have the speed that Montreal is killing us with, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of flashiness because they got a lot of young guys. They do. But I'm also I'm not thinking ahead to matchups because I can't do that maze. So I'm just like, you know what? When our opponent shows up, I'll know who we're playing. But let's do let's do the full, the, <clears throat> the full recap. So let's start in the West because we care about the West a whole lot less. Uh, Vegas won their first round, like I said, against the uh, Blackhawks. So the Blackhawks are out. Vegas is moving on. Colorado's up 3-1 on the Coyotes. The Coyotes. They're about to finish that series off if they can hold on to their 3-0 lead right now. The one that's been a fun series to watch is uh, Dallas-Calgary. Has anybody been watching any of those games? I was watching last night. They have been fucking wild. Did you see Jamie Benn score the goal with his whole body in the net? Yes, I did. Uh, That series is currently 3-2 Dallas. Um, Then the last one over there is... That one's going a while. Yeah, that one looks like it's going to go seven. (laughs) Just the way way it's it's been seesaw hockey out there, man. They've been... Rocking and fucking rolling. The last one, uh, the last Western series, <clears throat> excuse me, is St. Louis and Vancouver. That series is tied 2-2, so St. Louis finally has some fucking playoff wins. <laughs> um, then moving on to the side that we care about the most. So let's start with the bottom half and come up because we're at the top of the side. So, um, like I said, the, the... That's fun to think about. We're at the top. Yeah, right. The first one over the, that I'm going to talk about is Boston... Uh, Carolina, I forgot who the fuck they were for a second. <laughs> Just like, said it. Like I said, like a minute ago. that series is 3-1, and, and the game is 2-1 right now, so Boston's looking like they're going to finish that off. Uh, next one up is Washington and the Islanders, and sadly, the Islanders couldn't finish the sweep last night. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen. Fuck How off. How great would that have been for them to get swept by their former coach? That Honestly, really would have been the best. I'd rather a matchup against Washington than the Islanders in later rounds, though. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But that would just be funnier. So we got to hope that Washington, Washington pulls, pulls off the, the reverse sweep. sweep. Yeah. Ugh. For a do minute, I want that, though? For a mm. minute, I, I was like, Chicago looked like they were going to roll and, and try to pick up that reverse sweep. Last night, they were up 2 nothing, and then Vegas scored, and then Vegas scored again, and then, they, and then Chicago scored, and Vegas scored. It was just back and forth. Oh, no, I'm banning Wild Chicago one. from the reverse sweep. They're not allowed to do it, ever. <laughs> And then uh, the only finished Eastern series is Tampa Bay-Columbus. We saw that finish up this Tampa afternoon. Tampa Bay desperately wanted Tampa to Bay end that. Tampa Bay got their revenge, but not fully because they couldn't pull off the sweep. Columbus did sneak a win in there in, in, the, in game three. Good enough. 
And then the final most important part of this bracket is Huss. So we're up three games to one, obviously, with the chance to finish that off tonight. Finish hoping, it off tonight. Hoping for an outstanding performance from Carter Hart and for Carey Price to pull his groin in the first ten minutes of the game <laughs> because he's exhausted or something. Because he's but, trying to fight Grant or something, <clears throat> you know. He just <clears throat> skates across the ice and tries to hip-check Grant and fails. So it's bad. like, in your head, you kind of want to be like, all right, back-to-back. Back. He's going to be tired because he's older, but he's played more minutes than anybody else in the league. So it's like, mm. That's true. Which means he shouldn't be too worn out tonight. Which brings up another conversation that started. I mean, everybody did have a four-month break. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying he's used to a heavy workload is what I'm getting at. So he shouldn't be too exhausted because I don't know who the fuck their backup is. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I, no idea. <clears throat> but that was another thing that started on Twitter today asking who should start for the Flyers. So Are you an idiot? I did pose that question last night just out of a curiosity standpoint what the thought process People was, think. What the thought process was. And obviously... I think it should be Hart because he's the hot hand. Now, if if he didn't have two straight shutouts, we'd be having a different conversation. Well, yeah. But but <clears throat> he does, so. Um, Am I the only one that thinks it's weird that we have a back-to-back in the playoffs? Everybody did in the first round. Oh. The did entire it? first round. Well, not everybody got to it. Well, yeah, they're, they're all – no, nobody swept, so, yes. Everyone is going to get to their back-to-back at least at some point. Some of them had it earlier in the series than we do. We wouldn't have had it if we could have pulled off the sweep. We wouldn't will, be playing tonight if we had won game two. So we would have gotten lucky and avoided the back-to-back. But uh, because of the tight schedule, they have it's to get funny. this done in two and a half months. It's funny because that, that assumes that the schedule um, really <clears throat> was banking on everyone sweeping. Well, no, because if some you, of the back-to-backs were built earlier in the series. Like I did see... If you don't sweep... You gotta play back to back. Fuck you. I think games two and three or something, or three and four for Dallas Calgary were back to back. Like they were early. Would've been funnier though. Yeah, it would have been funny. Every, if, every if four or five got game. punished with the back to back. Every four or five game is a back to back. If you don't sweep, you gotta play the next day. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. That would have been interesting, but I um days like today. So today's schedule was weird for the NHL. I don't know what the thought process was with the timing schedules for everything. But today's action started at noon. You guys know what, today, what, the, what day of the week it is, right? It's a Wednesday. Noon hockey on a Wednesday just seemed pretty weird to me. Like, they've, they've done almost every weekend's had games starting at noon since the start of the tournament. But That's a very, uh, who's watching this? But they're cramming. Well, it was a, it was a clinching game. It was the cramming. Tampa Bay game. But they're trying to squeeze games in. There are five today. Usually... There have been four a day, except for the exception of a few days where they have had those back-to-back games and they've jammed them in. But, yeah, the timing seemed a little weird. It's uh, I don't remember what the fucking schedule was. It was noon. Uh, fucking, I don't remember. God damn it. <laughs> but there were two games on the east, on the Toronto ice, before ours. So Correct. Are we worried about ice Wait, quality no. again? Were there? Like I know, I know. Players said that they don't they don't think the ice quality is bad, but is that you think that's a legitimate thing that um, we have to deal with? Because we've <clears> gone late like a few times. Yeah, but we've seemed to do better in the late games, except with the exception of yesterday. Like the first game against Montreal, we had a pretty solid game. We only had that one period and a half where we kind of looked like garbage. But game two was a three. 
that was a three o'clock. And that's when I, when that happened, I was like, maybe we just should never play a three o'clock game again. And then yesterday happened and I was fine with it. I was day drunk by one. So it's a good day. <laughs> so yeah, it out yesterday fine. was rough because the game started while I was at work Oof! and my work has a anti cell phone policy. <laughs> now, unfortunate. <coughs> Thankfully, I uh, my my boss is pretty fu- <laughs> yeah, well yes, <laughs> but my boss is pretty flexible, and so since you know Monday I stayed late, I just decided to not take my lunch, and I got to leave an hour early. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of leaving at four thirty, I left at three thirty and got to listen on the radio. I was gonna say, so you probably only really missed the first ten minutes or so of action, if even. Modern problems require modern solutions. Starting, they they spin, you know, every game, especially with games running a few minutes late and then there's an overtime, like, the schedule's been somewhat flexy, you know. Like, uh, the game the game last night, the late game last night was scheduled for 10.30 and the actual schedule time changed to 10.48, which means the puck mm. didn't drop till almost 11 o'clock. That's so, fun. It's just these, these just overtimes. Late night they, you they, love the it. NHL, that's the one thing. Like, they've done a lot of really good things with the bubbles and all that stuff. Like, they've kept, pl- they've tested 20,000. planning for overtime. They, they've done 20,000 tests and not a single positive in the bubble. That's a pretty remarkable fucking statistic. Oh. But they did not plan for overtime well. <laughs> Speaking of the bubble, I know we're getting oh, yeah, 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 off yeah. track a little bit. Um, I know what you're bringing up. Are these people insane? Yes. Yes. DeBoer, it was, right? Mm-hmm. And he is coach Vegas. of Vegas. Yeah. Because they won early. Peter DeBoer, uh, the Vegas coach, decided to tell media that um, maybe the team would take a field trip outside the bubble? Are you fucking kidding me? What's the point of the fucking bubble? <laughs> Motherfucker. No. Now, I think I think his thought process behind that is that if they left for a day, they would have time to re-quarantine. But it still makes zero sense. Yeah, you fucking... Just taking the risk makes no sense to me. Mm. The whole city of Edmonton is not quarantined. They don't have it chill. And someone posted right underneath that they were having rises now. Of course. You know, it's probably people trying to sneak into the bubble and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or like sneak a glimpse of players. That's probably going to be a thing. Although you can't, I don't think you can, we can't cross the border without being stopped. No. But it has no, to be for work. Um, Americans are not allowed to go anywhere right now. That's not true. We're allowed to go to the UK because they're as shitty as we are with this. But that's because <laughs> their prime minister looks like Trump. He's just a clone of Trump. Just I, so I'm, conf- I'm just, you know. So, I mean, this, I don't understand what the thought process was. Maybe it was like a little joke. But, <clears throat> buddy. The whole point of being isolated in a certain area is to is, be isolated. Is to be isolated and stay <laughs> that way. If it was just a party, what's the point? Why don't you just be the MLB? Like, my, who fucking cares? My other thought behind this, yeah, right. The MLB has an entire team catch coronavirus <laughs> and just like, oh, well, f- they'll just play six games a day, whatever. Um, <laughs> the field trip to the strip club before the game. Oh god. <laughs> my whole th- thing about this is the NHL has done a pretty good job of like giving them shit to do in the bubble. They've got, like, uh, in Toronto, they've got the, the soccer field to go play soccer at. Like, they literally just took an, M- an MLS stadium. We're like, <laughs> here, take it. But did they get some strippers? <laughs> Probably not. Could but you imagine? Didn't, didn't we talk about this last week? They're just clapping each other's cheeks. <laughs> they don't need it. They finally get to express their love for each other. Listen, I went back through that tape, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Fitz, you must have had too much to drink or something. <laughs> just going on and on. 
was, could you uh, that could was you imagine them telling like getting like a handful of strippers and being like, "Hey, uh, we got a job for you for two three months, but you got to stay here." Like, is that like <laughs> that is the stripping job you're of putting, a lifetime? You're putting strippers on retainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, just like the chefs, <laughs> you have to live on campus. If they're staying there with millionaire hockey players, they're gonna go from strippers to hookers real goddamn fast. <laughs> don't know. If, don't and then know it's not. Uh, and then cor- we should keep it. <laughs> and then Corona's not the disease you're gonna have to worry about. No, but that one. Been a random outbreak of chlamydia in the bubble. <laughs> that one's not gonna kill, <laughs> kill anyone unless they're like pirates in the 18th century. It's fine. They're not gonna die from that anymore. I think. I don't know. You said you want to cut that out? That was good content. (laughs) (laughs) We'll Um, just cut it back to pirates and just have no context for it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't don't remember if they have all the same amenities that the bubble for the NBA does. Like, I don't know. if they have movie theaters? They don't have Disney World. (laughs) That's what I was literally about to say. Neither do the NBA players. They they can't go into the parks. It's right there. I'm sure they could sneak in. Yeah, that's why we're getting. Fu- that's why we got a little spike at the beginning of the bubble. A little bit. <laughs> I don't know what they have. Uh, someone said they have a whole golf course. I know. I know that the NBA's got a whole lot of crazy shit. They they got movie theaters and they got a whole barbershop. It's the, so. Have you guys ever seen the gameplay for NBA Two K? Mm, yeah, your entire world no. basically exists inside of a little neighborhood. That's yeah, basically what the, that's, that. that's basically what the bubble is. It's just that there's a barber shop, you know, a sneaker shop. Yeah, like, oh, all, yeah. all that shit's just built in. I gotta buy my new sneakers, and what they do is they sneak into their rooms at night, take them back so they can resell them. So they always have stuff to sell. <laughs> I don't think NHL players need that. They just they just sit on their beds with their hands folded. I mean, they seem to be entertaining themselves pretty well. Alex Lyon started a. a uh, vlog, vlog, blog, whatever. Uh, he's done both. I think he's done some like not video stuff, but whatever. Um, so yeah, the, Nick, Nick the, Cousins tweeted out that they had team movie night and I guess in like a, is, oh never mind in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with the fly? Oh wait, <laughs> no. But um, there are other teams. Yeah. still playing. Yeah, he's he tweeted out they had a, a team movie night and everything. It looked like they were in like a conference room in the hotel or something set up with a screen and all that shit, which. They seem to be finding ways to amuse themselves. What I thought was interesting yeah. was that the NBA players were like, because they're in Disney, they were given special Disney perks, like early access to Disney movies and stuff like that. But I was like, are the are the NHL players going to be that worried about watching Mulan two days early? No. Speaking of Mulan, are you guys going to pay $40 to watch it? It's, no. It's 30 <laughs> It's 30 And think about it like this. Imagine if we all went to the movies. It's $15 a piece. If we all got together to watch it, if there's five of us, it's $6 a person. You're saving money. Exactly. Okay, but who's going to make my like popcorn? That. I will. Yeah, but the lead actress in Mulan supports the Chine- Chinese Communist Party that's currently know, putting have... Muslims in concentration camps. I don't know anything about that. I was just talking <laughs> about the price. Jesus. Yeah, and she supports the police in Hong Kong that are like brutalizing protesters. Good. Hey, what I don't else like do you anybody that supports a, brutalizing protesters. What else do you expect from a Disney employee? Uh, anti-Semitism. Well, guys, it's it's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun, but I think that gets us canceled. Disney now we're gonna get everybody. killed. It's fine. We don't have to. They can't see us, so it's fine. <laughs> all press is good press. <laughs> I'm sure they still run by that. <laughs> we're saying their name. It's fine. Send, it, send him a fucking invoice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talked about you on the podcast. No, you're not allowed to listen. 
Did you guys hear about the guy? It, it, Rye just reminded me of this fun little tidbit when he said invoice. There was a guy that just started sending invoices to yes. big companies like you, you Apple, told us about Google. This. This is why yeah, I keep yeah. That joke. <laughs> That's why he keeps bringing it up. He yep. remembers it. It's in the back of his head every time he says the word. And they paid him. Yeah. And they did it. That's why I keep telling you to do it. I wonder if we could do it without mentioning them. Absolutely. <laughs> just are they start going to really listen to us? I don't know. Probably not. Do they have the manpower for that? No. Yes. Shh. So, anyway, back to the hockey. The important stuff. The important stuff. Uh, One of the things that definitely needs improvement, if not to close out this series for the rest of the playoffs, is the The power play. Yeah. Fix that pee-pee. The poo-poo pee-pee. The pee-pee is bad. (laughs) The pee-pee soft. It is so flaccid, it's not even funny. It's not working. Like, Drew's out there trying to take a shot, but instead of flexing, his stick's just like a fucking cooked spaghetti noodle. He's gripping his dick real hard. (laughs) Grip stick. He grip stick too hard. Anyway. So now I grip stick and grab ass? Grip stick, but hey, can we talk about how after Jake Voracek gets credit with a goal overnight in a scoring adjustment... Then he gets a game-winning goal right after that. It's it's one of those uh, the floodgates kind of things. He just needed that one, <laughs> even if it had to come a couple hours after the game. It also, still works. I, I've watched the tape on that. It doesn't look like it makes contact with him at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. Let him have the stats, whatever. And then isn't the Grovey isn't cares, the game-winning but... goal that he scored with? Wasn't that with his ass? That wasn't even like a shot. Just a butt, just a butt goal. I don't remember it either. But yeah. it's like a placebo effect. Yeah. Just tell him he got a goal, and he's like, yeah, I can score goals. Um, now, if... If only that would work with everybody else. Yeah, like literally anyone else. Um, I saw a couple people mention, like, tying these together, that JVR is not good recently. Shocker. But also the power play is not good. JVR is supposed to be a rover on the power play. He's supposed to be... Getting goals in front. Why not put him back there? He was supposed to be the Simmons replacement for the power play, and he never got put in that spot. Wasn't our power play good in, like, the mid-end of the season range when you had Voracek, or not Voracek, JVR sitting right in front of the net and then Konechny in the slot as the double screen? Which... Which, the, the best part about that is that's literally the best way to score against Carey Price. And and why is our power play coach not having our power play do the things that they did when the power play was good? Why is he having them do the things that they were doing in the beginning of the season when the power play was bad? Because he's bad. Because he's a French spy. <laughs> the dumb bastard. He's getting so, He looks like he is forgetful. Let's say. So everything that happened before the four-month break, he forgot it. Now, is he a French spy or a penguin spy? Both. <laughs> I think he was most, m- most recently French. Or a Montreal spy. Well. That's what he means by French. <laughs> ah. He's spying for France. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I thought you meant French-Canadian. Yeah, well. 
He's spying for France. Speaking speaking of French, the, uh, the last thing I really thought about bringing up was uh, that's probably one of my favorite things about the bubble is watching the video press conferences. And they get the French questions. And the questions. French questions. And Oscar got one in Swedish. I, I like that. It's fun. That's good. It was also funny. Uh, a couple days ago, AV was somebody was talking to AV and said, like, hello in, in French. And he's like, oh, Francais. And the guy's like, no, I was just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I tricked you. Please don't hurt me. Speaking of AV, um, if, big if, we're going to knock on the wood real hard there. If the Flyers do end up winning something, um, we all have to, we've all, Christian and I have made made it clear to ourselves for you guys that we all have to drink martinis. Martinis? Just one. I don't even like a martini. He's got to drink one. It's got to be dirty, though, because that's that's a plus. Olive juice is better than vermouth, so. If you say so. I'm not a fan of, fan of olives. Yeah, I despise olives, and I don't like vodka, so I don't know how I'm going to drink this martini. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say, it's not going to be... Painfully, but you'll get it done. Yeah, maybe I'll throw up. We'll have a couple other drinks before that, so it's not as bad. Lighten the taste a little yeah. bit. Um, that's, that's my last uh, interjection that I have before we do whatever we're doing next. It's fine. Um, Special teams, defensively, have been fine. The power play looks miserable, and I don't want to watch it anymore. Hopefully, the strategy is don't get any power plays <laughs> uh, because they suck. Well, the one thing I will say is if we are already in the lead, I like getting the power play because if nothing else, it at least takes away offense, offensive time from them. I honestly, uh, with you know how everything's been going, cannot believe that the Canadians just haven't started taking penalties as often as they possibly can. <laughs> like they know our power play is bad and they're abusing it. Yeah, like, but at that point, you're, you're pushing your luck. If you give you give them enough time, like if if we're constantly cycling in and out the first and second power play units, it's only a matter of time before something sneaks through. Or until the first and second power play unit players are dead tired, and then we have to roll our third and fourth lines for the rest of the game. And then those are the guys that score. (laughs) They're already not getting any shots on the power play at all. They wasted a whole power play, a four-minute power play. The first two minutes, they got zero shots on net. Fuck off. Yep. But I will say that the first power play yesterday looked much better. Still couldn't crack anything, but they actually got in, got set up, rather quickly and we're moving so do we and i really don't want to entertain this idea but do we want to consider the possibility that jeru still has a nagging wrist injury from those surgeries years ago because i remember a claude jeru that was you know the shot guy like you set him up like you set ovechkin up and he just rips it Giroux looks pass first 99.999% of the time now. Because he's not shooting at all anymore. Well, yeah. Well, no, at even strength, too. It's the same coach that coaches offensive power play. So I I can entertain both possibilities because we saw it a lot with Hackstall where the whole system was shoot from the point or cycle it around a whole lot and never get close. So I can see if... um, if the uh, coaching is saying don't shoot and he has to adjust that mentality to be like, okay, well, if I'm not shooting on the power play, I got to change my whole game up because Terry has a history of telling good players to change their games to being worse. On the other hand, I think putting Provorov in ghost spot at the top 
has changed the mindset because Provorov is a blaster. Yeah. He shoots it hard as shit and he shoots it fast. So I think there has been a little less of a, a setup mentality yeah, with there's Ghost been less out. Creativity there. Yeah, it's it's not so much back and forth and try to get set up so Giroud can take his shot. It's get it to Provorov, and Provorov will blast it somewhere from the blue line. They're, they're, well, play, they're playing the Shea Weber-type power play with but him. But when you had G and Ghost, they could both blast it, and uh, well, G was at least accurate. That's, that's the thing, though. They could both shoot it, so you never knew where. You knew it was going to end up on one of those sticks, but it's a 50-50 shot. Right. Right now, you know that it's, they're trying to take it, take it to the point. But you guys just said Provorov can shoot. We already know G can shoot. Why are they not doing the thing? Like, fucking A, Jake can shoot. Like, why aren't we at least doing the umbrella where all three guys take the shots? Exactly. Ask Terry. <laughs> exactly. Like, that would be such a better setup to do. Instead of getting it to Provorov and saying, okay, well, he can blast it, do it, and then hope to God someone recovers it. By the way, interjection here, Boston did just finish off their series, so. Fuck. Instead of instead of just like okay, well, get it off as quick as possible and hope someone collects it, you have to open up space, and they haven't been doing that even at five on five in this whole series. They've just been getting covered all over the place, they, and it's they a also pain. do need to to have that net front guy desperately, especially in in if this series goes beyond tonight, which we're just hoping it's done and over with, so we can stop talking about Carrie fucking Price. Yes. Um, if the series does happen to go one or two more games after tonight, they need to get that net front guy because that's the way you score against Carey Price. You take his fucking eyes away. He's, it's the same way with all these uh, elite goaltenders in the league. You take away their fucking eyes, and what are they going to do? They can, they can be as good as, as fucking God, but... If they can't see the puck, they can't stop. Well, that's not entirely true. Well, if true, you're but Carter Hart, <laughs> your superior positioning lets you stop all the pucks that you can't see. Which is also Carey Price. Carey, they're the same fucking player, just one's 10 now, years younger. Now, speaking, 11 years younger. speaking of the net front guy, Ooh. I've noticed that we've had Coots parked in, the fr- in front of the net. Coots has been our screen man on the first power play unit. Which I don't like. And he has been getting absolutely bullied by Shea Weber. And I'm not talking about normal hockey bullied. I'm talking about, like, 1990s hockey bullied. Mm. I'm talking about, like, cross checks to the lower spine where you have no pads right between your pants and your shoulder That's pads. because Weber wants revenge on for that one. On the fucking dun, dun regular. It's, mm. Like, there was one after the whistle in front of the ref. Fucking not even a second look, not even a second thought. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? It was yesterday. Oh, yeah. If you're if you're like paying close attention to most of the stuff that's happening, this could be the most aggravating series ever. It doesn't matter that we're up. It doesn't matter that we're winning games. It is fucking frustrating. And you know what's even more frustrating than us getting bullied in front of the opposition net is us ignoring people standing in front of Carter. Yes, like yeah, we do not crease. clear the crease ever. That's been a horrible like fucking issue this, this Brendan series. Gallagher took a two-handed slash at Carter's glove hand, and then Carter skated around stretching his hand out. Yeah, sure, we gave him a little shoving, but like Gallagher should not have left the ice on his own power after that. <laughs> no, I, I, we need to see more like covering the net, clearing the goalie zone, and more getting in Price's face. Uh, I don't want Coots to do it because I feel like that's wasting his skill. Yeah. 
Uh, he needs to be moving. Which is and why JVR shots. is the perfect guy for in front of the net because he's not using skill anywhere else right now. Yeah, like, no. with, not with saying players, he doesn't have it anymore, but he's not using it at least. With players like Coots and Hayes on the team that have like superior agility and puck handling, we should be running like a very old school power, old school Flyers power play. Think back to like Danny Briere, Mister Playoffs. Yep. Running the power mm-hmm. play from behind the net, where yes. you make the goalie have There's, to move. We, we also have a player who's remarkably good at that, Travis Konechny. And that was when the power play was the most successful this season, when Konechny was running from behind the net and setting people up. Fucking, the answers are all right in front of your face. McCockalickin. Michelin, Michelin, uh, Mr. Anyway, we we got to get running so we can actually catch this game. Um... I guess if they win, we'll come back with an update and looking forward to the series. If not, good night. <laughs> good night. That's it. So long. <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. We're all jumping off a bridge. <laughs> that's it. Fuck. We all died. So uh, we're going to get going and we'll talk to you all later, hopefully. Want to ask us a question or send us your hot takes? Follow us on Twitter at the underscore pigeon coop. Hey, what's up, Pigeons? It's AJ uh, finishing up editing this episode. I know it's a couple days late. Um, Obviously, the Flyers did not win that game against the Canadians. We didn't come back to finish recording this episode. So we're not going to be able to do a quick little recap of the series or a preview of the series with the Islanders that's coming up. Because it is coming up fast and the schedule is jam-packed. So... A brief little introduction to it, a lot of analysts or, you know, media people are picking the Islanders to win. Uh, they figure that the Islanders play the shutdown style that the Canadians played, but even better. So, of course, we're now the underdogs. Which is fine. We like that here, right? We're familiar with it. It's great. Anyway, hopefully the Flyers can find a way to work out of that style, and prove all these media dorks wrong. That's all. Have a good week. Uh, We'll talk to you at the end of the next episode, I guess.